Okay, I'm sitting here at the 73rd World Science Fiction Convention, Worldcon, in Spokane. And I'm your host. My name is Patrick Hester. And tonight, I'm sitting down and I'm chatting with a debut author, Megan. Megan, why don't you tell people who you are and what you do? I am Megan E. O'Keefe. I'm actually a professional soap maker for my day job. It's only a tiny bit like Fight Club. My debut novel is called Steal the Sky. It's about an airship heist, mm-hmm. and it's coming out from Angry Robot Books in January of 2016. Angry Robot. Angry Robot. Yeah, you, can, <laughs> you can find me at Megan at on Twitter. So I went by the Angry Robot booth, mm-hmm. and Michael Underwood could only gush about oh. your book. <laughs> he is so excited about it. So you have, to, you have to go a little bit further. You have to tell us a little bit more about this book. Oh, okay. It's about uh, two conmen who are living in a world where airships are a part of the usual commerce. Mm -hmm. And those airships are capable of flying. Their balloons are filled with this uh, special gas that has to be mined from volcanoes. Okay. And they are after one of the best airships in the continent because, you know, it's shiny and they want it. And unfortunately, that airship is also owned by the most ruthless Commodore on the continent. So okay. things get a little dicey. Just because it's me, I went to the animated film Road to El Dorado. I have not seen that. And only because you had the two guys, the like the con men kind of guys. Oh, okay. And I was thinking of the two guys from that, and they were hilarious. So I don't know. Is there humor in this? There is. There's okay. a lot of humor. Uh, the, the primary character is... Very much an unreliable narrator, and he is very sarcastic. Okay. When he gets into a tight situation, his usual scheme is to just kind of ramble and distract people Mm -hmm. until he figures out how to escape whatever he's stuck his foot in. Okay, gotcha. And when is this coming out from Angry Robot? It's January of uh, 2016. It's January 5th. And are they they doing any pre-orders yet? Pre-orders are available, yeah. It's up on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places. Do you have the cover yet? I just got the final <laughs> graphic before I left for World Cup. So I, I want the listeners to understand that Megan's face just lit up. <laughs> just lit up. It was wonderful. You you just you could tell you're so excited. It's a gorgeous cover. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Mike Underwood he did the art direction for it, okay. and uh, he he really nailed it. You know, the, the characters look great. They are darker skin toned, and he he got that on the cover. And That's it looks awesome. Brilliant. That is so cool. So when are you going to reveal that on your website? I do not know yet. We're working on an exclusive reveal somewhere. Okay. That was not, we weren't able to plan that before everybody hopped on planes to come to Washington. (laughs) (laughs) So have you spent any time, uh, like at the WorldCon booth, talking to people? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I was over at um, the Angry Robot booth for a little while. Uh, I don't have things to sign yet because my book isn't out yet. Uh, But they did give me an autographing session. Okay. So for that, um, I printed up the first three chapters of the book. And we nice. handed a lot of those out. So, is this your first Worldcon? This is my second Worldcon. Your con. second Worldcon, mm-hmm. okay. And is it is it different coming to a Worldcon as a debut author who's about to have a book hit? It is very different. Okay. Um, my my first Worldcon was actually the first con I have ever been to, and okay. that was Lone Star Con down in San I was Antonio. There. You yeah. were there. Yeah. It's about two years ago, mm-hmm. I think, and I went totally as a fan. Um, at that point, I hadn't sold a single story. Um, what I didn't know was that I had won that quarter of Writers of the Future. I, they just hadn't notified me yet. Ah. So, um, I was, you know, I was a total newbie. Nobody knew who it was. I didn't know who anyone was. Um, but now, coming here, I walk down the hall and people wave and say hello. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I've, I've seen you in passing, but I didn't know who you were. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I keep seeing you, and I'm going... I felt like I should know you, and probably what happened was I looked up your picture, and, and but then I didn't. With everything going on, my brain, the way my brain works, is I go. It's hard to connect real faces to those be. little like two hundred by two hundred pixel, yeah. you know, mug shots basically that are floating around the internet. So. so you were involved with the drinks with authors last night. I was. Um, that that is a party that is very important to me. Um, we did it for well. When I say we, I mean uh, Reddit's sub forum R Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And we did it for the first time at Lone Star Con, and that my first con ever. And I was very much sort of on the periphery of it. I was running around. I was the girl handing out raffle tickets. Okay. And last um, night, the girl running uh, around handing out raffle tickets was Michael Underwood. Yes. <laughs> we have switched positions. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, uh, we wanted to do it again, of course. It was a great, great party. We had 350 people in San Antonio. And uh, we thought we might get official programming this year. It didn't end up coming through. So we, we thought we weren't going to do it until about five days before the con. I found out one of the moderators from Fantasy was coming here anyway. And I decided, well, you know what? We should just try and throw the party. So we, we pulled it together in about five days. And I, I reached out to Tor.com and... Uh, Mordecai over there, he sent me a bunch of uh, galleys of their mm-hmm. brand new novellas that some of the authors didn't even have yet to give away. Uh, Del Rey sent us 12 boxes of books. We had 200 <laughs> books from Del Rey. Wow. And Angry Robot just threw like all of the extras they had at us. We had a bunch of uh, attending author books, which was really cool. And we raffled those off all night, and we got, I think, about 250 people through the door. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. Yeah. There was a lot. So what's, what's the purpose of Drinks with Authors? Drinks with Authors is it's really about getting... A, a deeper connection between fans and authors because when you come to these cons um, authors are very very busy people here we have panels, signings, readings all this kind of stuff on top of meetings with other people and it's a madhouse mm-hmm. so you get as a fan at least this was my experience at Lone Star Con as a fan you have maybe five minutes talking yeah. to them in a signing line or you get to see them on a panel for 45 minutes and then they're zipping off to the next panel so drink, the point of Drinks with Authors is to kind of slow it down get everybody kind of on the same level, get mingling going, and actually have, you know, conversations with the people whose ideas interest mm-hmm. you. Well, and it's interesting because uh, I've said it before, and I will say it again now, um, the easiest way to talk to a lot of authors is, say, is to say, may I buy you a drink? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a reason drinks is the first word uh-huh. in the name of the party that facilitates many things. Yeah, and you, you found this kind of, I don't know if you found it, but I, I, I know that the, the event w- took place in this very eclectic, you know, kind of amalgamation of different businesses. There was the the ice cream place that also did teas. And there was the Mediterranean place that did vegan food and gluten-free. And then you had the bakery and then the, the bar, the tap house in the corner, you know, kind of thing. And it was all together in this one gigantic space. It was very neat. The weird collection of things that somehow fit together is, yeah. is kind of a good analogy for Worldcon in general, so I think it worked out. Yeah. But apparently, um, Sanarat Commons is the, the name of the, the larger building encompassing the bar that was primarily mm-hmm. our host. And I guess they said they opened six months ago. 
And when we told them we were going to do this thing, we said, you know, maybe 100 people. We last The last time we did this, we had two and a half weeks to plan it. This time we had five days. So we weren't expecting quite the crush we got the first time. And, of course, we got it anyway. So they, at the end of the night, the owner of the bar came up to me, and his eyes were just huge. He's, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is their best night ever. They, oh, I don't doubt yeah, it. Yeah. They, well, the Mediterranean place ran out of food. They ran out of food. They ran out of food. I mean, they were they were sitting there and they're like, people are asking for things. Whoa, we don't have that. We don't have that. Yeah. Wow, we have this. We have this. You know, we still have this. And and they're just and and I felt bad for them because there was three people working the kitchen. Oh yeah. And they didn't stop moving for three hours because people just wanted something to eat while they're sitting there. You of know. Of course. Yeah. And and I think the bar ran out of glasses because they started giving out plastic cups. Yeah, they ran out of glasses. <laughs> Towards the end of the night, they actually ran out of a couple of their beers, mm-hmm. which is just apparently extremely unusual for yeah. them. <laughs> so. so it was it was very cool. It was a very neat event. You know, I went. Um, I took a bunch of people. Um, authors were there. Even after we left to go to another party, we found other authors showed up after yeah. that and and like closed the place down. So it was a, it was a pretty big pretty big deal. Yeah, we had definitely waves of people throughout the night as other parties let out or mm-hmm. started or people finished dinner or meetings. It, so what do you do with Reddit? Because you, you said that Reddit was part of this. I, I'm just a fan. Just actually. a fan, okay. Yeah, I, um, years ago I started out just kind of hanging out on our fantasy as a just, just a fan. It, you know, a screen name that had nothing to do with me. You sure. Know. And that was, they were part of the reason why I went to Lone Star Con in the first place, because I thought, well, there's are people I know and I can talk to. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a thing I can do there. So um, but it is their, it is primarily their party. Okay. Yeah. yeah and that's always just something. just kind of took the reins this time around. Right. And, it, and it, it, when you come to something like a World Con, it can be a little scary. Right. You know, who, who, who's going to talk to me? I don't know anybody. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's always good to have that anchor, right? Yeah, somebody you can touch base with. Yeah, something, yeah. somewhere. And that that's awesome that, that you had something like that. Yeah, well, you know, Steve Drew, he's, he's the moderator of our fantasy. And he is just, like, the sweetest man alive. And he is all about getting authors to connect with fans. That mm-hmm. is his thing. That is his passion. And that's why he runs our fantasy. Because we do the, the question and answer sessions. We call them Ask Me Anything. Yeah, I did there. one today. Oh, you did one? Yeah. Good. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all, it's, he's all about that. So that party was just a, a real physical world extension of his spirit in that which regard. Is, which is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, like, what what have you read? What 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 are the authors and books that, that inspired you to sit down and write your story? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I read a lot, as you would expect. Sure. And I love many books. Um, but the what actually got me into writing, um, I, as a teenager, I was very much into role-playing. Uh, we did a lot of, you know, freestyle D&D type stuff. Mm-hmm. And we wrote little, you know, forum posts of our characters going back and forth. Yeah, I did that on World of Warcraft, too. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And so... Earth and Ring for the Horde! Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horde. So we, we did this for a while, and it was fun. And then the group kind of scattered as, you know, adult life took sure. over. And I had been reading primarily fantasy that was tie-in to that, Forgotten Realms type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And after a while, I, I just kind of fell out of it. It felt repetitive, so I stopped. And then, uh, while I was working for um, somebody, uh, actually a very small nonfiction publisher, uh, we received arcs, somehow, of Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Oh. I still don't know why they sent us those, but we got them. 
And they gave them to me because they're like, here, you like this kind of thing. And I read it. I'm like, ooh, fantasy has changed in the last couple of years. <laughs> so I looked up Brandon, as you do, to find more things and discovered writing excuses. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to that. I'm like, maybe I should actually try writing a story, you know, something with a beginning, middle, and end instead of just a little character escapade. Sure. And I, I did one, and it was awful, and then I did another one, and that one, Writers of the Future. That's awesome. <laughs> so here I am. Yeah. Writing excuses kicked that off for me. That's cool. So did you did you ever branch out from listening to Writing Excuses? Did you pick up a Mary Robinette book? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love, okay. I love her glamour Did you sisters. go off and read, like, Slosh Mercenary? Uh, yes. yes I read <laughs> Schlock Mercenary. Schlock Mercenary. Schlock Mercenary, yes. And um, Dan Wells' uh, book, of course. The, yeah. Uh, I am not a serial killer. Sorry, blanked on it. That's great. okay. Yeah. So you, from so Sanderson brought you to writing excuses. You branched out, started reading those other people. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you have like a desire to write some sort of historical fantasy now because of Mary Robinette? It is. It's an interesting <laughs> concept. There are periods of history I'm slightly obsessed with, so I might go there eventually. Okay. But I, I like my I like the unique magic system. I like I like quick pace. I like witty banter. I like, I like characters. You know, teasing each other. So when did you get? When did you hit the steampunk? Because oh. <laughs> that, that's essentially what you're talking about here, right? Essentially, yeah. It's it's um, got that flavor. I would say my idea of steampunk comes more from um, my earlier experiences gaming with like Final Fantasy. That kind of airship is more my, okay. my feel of airship. Sure. And I, I am a, uh, actually a private pilot as well. So oh really? I just like all things that fly. Okay. So that that is my experience. I really I love of course uh, Beth Cato. Her her books are great. Yes, I just met Beth, and she's awesome. She's actually, I grew up in Fresno, so you mentioned San Francisco. Yes. I grew up in Fresno. Mm -hmm. She grew up in Hanford. No way. Yeah. So, I mean, we're we're like Central Valley representing at Worldcon now. Yeah. And then you're San Francisco. So one of my favorite places in the world uh, was the Palace of the Legion of Honor. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And for folks who don't know what that is, that is this gorgeous gorgeous museum mm-hmm. uh, up in the hills above like you I remember you have to don't you go across the Golden Gate Bridge um, it, it's in you the can, Golden Gate Bridge Park yeah area. you can see the, so the you bridge. can see the bridge yeah there. yeah it's on top of this hill and you have to go up this really narrow road to get there and of course everybody's parked along uh-huh. the side of the road and it, it's kind of windy and there's a lot of trees and as soon as you get to the top it's like the sky just opens up yes and there's this beautiful like Greek style building that is the actual legion and they've got um Sculptures by Rodin out front, and it's just, it is a place of beauty. And they have a, or at least when I went there, they had a, a huge, like, French Impressionist yes, uh, really section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we did two. We went to L.A. and we went to the Getty, oh, which is actually a represent, or, um, recreation of a Roman villa. And that also sits on a hill. That also sits on a hill. And as you're standing in the, you're standing in the, um, uh, on the balcony, you're looking down at the garden, and there's the the pool, and then all the columns in the garden on either side of you, and then the, the hill drops off, and it's the ocean. Oh wow! And it's just that gorgeous. Yeah. And so I've been to that one, and then and then after that one, because we we were doing classics, so is school field trips. Oh, yeah. So we went to the. Uh, Getty in LA and mm-hmm. then we went to the Palace of Legion of Honor for the French part mm-hmm. and it was just uh, I just remember it so well There's a, if you go downstairs and you're kind of on the way to the cafe in the Legion of Honor they actually have a really beautiful small collection of ancient Egyptian glass works okay. I highly recommend this uh, if you're ever back 
So it's it's just a gorgeous area. Now, where, like, where is your story set? It is a secondary world fantasy. Okay. So totally new place. Okay. Um, it's on a, a specifically a place called the Scorched Continent because there are multiple active volcanoes there, which is why it's a great place to go mine this magical gas that comes gotcha. from volcanoes to make airships fly around, and that makes trading really really easy. Also, or pretty easy if you've right. got air power. Yeah. Right. So it's this this continent that is uh, it has a monsoon season, mm-hmm. but it is primarily pretty barren. It's a tough life, and it's the the book takes place in a specific city that is a frontier city that mines this stuff. Okay, so nothing that we're going to recognize as far as like it's not like Southern Probably America not. or this or that. Okay, yeah, it is which kind is of fine. A grab bag. If, the closest thing I could liken it to would be like if you took Victorian England culture and dumped it in the middle of the Australian outback, okay. it might look kind of like this. Okay. Um, the, the city itself is set onto the side of a dormant volcano, and um, Mike Underwood actually was calling it 19th century Gondor. <laughs> 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 that gives you an idea, visually. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And are you planning, is this a self-contained book? Do you want to do a couple more? Is it like uh, a trilogy? So Angry Robot has bought a trilogy from me. Okay. Um, book two is, is drafted. That that is complete. So I'm getting ready to do my revision beta reader process with that. Okay. And then we'll we'll see. There's That's a, awesome. I have a prequel novella actually that my okay. my agent has just received. So <laughs> don't know where this is going yet, but yeah, there there are other little side adventures with these conmen. Have you thought beyond the trilogy yet? Oh, of course. Okay. So are you? Are, do you want to do more and different stories in this world that you've created, or do you want to go and do something different? Like, now you've done steampunk, you want to go over here and do space opera? Well, I, I would love to do more in this world. Um, at, currently, I have a, a couple of drafts of different novels that I'm going to talk to with my agent, one sure. of which is an expansion of my, my Writers of the Future story. Okay. Uh, so it, it could go either way. Just, and just, just for the benefit of the listeners, why don't you tell them what Writers of the Future is? Oh, Writers of the Future is a competition. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a totally judge-blind. It is for new writers only. If you have, We call it proing out of the contest. If you have too many pro sales, you don't even qualify to submit. And you, you send your stories down, and they're judged. Uh, there are four quarters in a year, so there, you have four chances at this. And they're judged by uh, a lot of award-winning authors, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, Kevin J. Anderson, Dave Farland, uh, Mike Resnick. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, I think, has actually just jumped on board with judging, too. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're judged by these guys. They're t- picked blind. And then you if you win, you go down there for a week. And mm-hmm. these award-winning authors teach you everything they can cram into your head <laughs> in a week. <laughs> So very little sleep involved, but at gotcha. the end of it, you get your story published in an anthology with all of your fellow winners. You get a you know some prize money, which is nice, mm-hmm. and they throw a big fancy party for you to give you a nice shiny trophy. So that is awesome. It's always nice. Well, believe it or not, we're running out of time. Oh. It goes quick, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. People people don't realize how quick this can go. So uh, there's a couple things I want you to do. We're going to wrap it up. Why don't you tell people again your website where they can find everything about you and and your links to social media and all that kind of good stuff. All right. Well, again, I am Megan O'Keefe, and you can find me at MeganO'Keefe.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Megan of Blushy. That's B-L-U-S-H-I-E. And I would like you to send me pictures of cats. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Why? I enjoy cats. Yeah? Yeah. 
I wrote a whole book called Conversations with My Cat. That is awesome. I would like to see this book. <laughs> it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yes. And uh, again, the book's coming out. Uh, January 5th of January 2016. 5th, 2016. Angry Robot. If you're the subscription member, you're going to get it automatically. Yep. But otherwise, you should go pre-order it right now. You should. The cover is gorgeous. Okay. You will love it. <laughs> and what is next for Megan? What else are you going to be doing? Uh, well, I'll finish up the trilogy, mm-hmm. and then we'll see. And are you yeah. going to go uh, any other cons or anything this year? Are you going to go to Dragon Con? I'll go to Convolution, which is a, okay. a local con by, in San Francisco area. Okay. And then after that, it's um, I'll be doing, I'll be in my busy season for my, my soap business. Okay. So I'll be doing that, and then I'll start 2016. And, and is that just all lye soap? or? Yes, it's all lye-based soap, <laughs> yes. I actually have a variance with my fire department. Because really? apparently having over 50 pounds of sodium hydroxide on the premises requires that. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a trip. Yeah. And for the benefits of the listeners, I'm now showing her pictures of cats. Yay, kitties. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Megan. This has been so much fun. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Hugo Award-winning SF Signal podcast. Your host is Patrick Hester, an author, a blogger, and a functional nerd. His website is www.atfmb.com, which stands for All Things From My Brain. ATFMB is also his Twitter handle and where you can find him on Facebook. Our podcast is available for download every week at sfsignal.com or via iTunes. Look for the links to subscribe in the sidebar at sfsignal.com or search SF Signal in iTunes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends and have them tell their friends and their friends and so on and so on. Visit the Hugo Award-winning sfsignal.com for all of your speculative fiction needs. John D. and the SF Signal regulars offer up new content every day, from weekly mind melts featuring your favorite authors, editors, and artists from the SF and F field, to book reviews, original articles and essays, fiction deals, movie reviews, videos, links and roundup posts, and more. Click the RSS button in the sidebar of your browser to ensure you never miss a post. The SF Signal podcast is powered by the Functional Nerds. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Angry um, robot. It's like talking to a child. Magic wooey. Thinking and crap. I don't even know what hey. the horseman is. And scene, you bastard.